Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello, and welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is January 3rd, 2023. This is episode 178. I am Eric Peterson, a software developer at Order Solutions, and with me is Mr. Brad Wood. How you doing, Brad? Doing great. You know what, Eric? It feels like I haven't been on a podcast since last year. All right. Dad jokes out of the way. Got them covered. That dad joke was very apparent. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Now that we've lost all of our viewers, let's thank our sponsor, or the solutions, the sponsor of all of our dad jokes. No, uh, or the solution, the makers of your favorite box products. You can give back and say thank you to Or Solutions in a few ways. Please like and subscribe to these videos on YouTube. It really helps our reach. Also, starring and forking our repos on GitHub that you use. You can subscribe to this podcast in the podcast app of your choice. Sign up for an account on CFCast, either free or paid. Check out the Box Life store where you can get awesome merch or buy one of our books like 102 Cold Box Quick Tips and Tricks on Gumroad. We also have our Patreon supporters, our exquisite Patreon supporters, mm. who provide 100% of the funding for this podcast, as well as about 40% of the funding for the hosting on Forgebox.io. So thank you to all of you who uh, support us in any way. And we'll tell you more about the, our Patreon supporters at the end of this podcast. Well, let's jump into the news and announcements. Big drum roll here. We don't have any news or announcements this week. <laughs> it has been like, a, a slow week. I mean, I didn't really work last week, so... And I know most of Ordis didn't work last week, and I doubt most of you worked last week. So I hope you enjoyed a nice holiday break. But uh, no news and announcements. Happy New Year. I, I spent most of last week learning how to play the bagpipes, which was one of my Christmas presents. So very I'm, little work happened. I'm a little jealous. I've always wanted to play it, but I've never <laughs> been able to convince you know any family member to let me try <laughs> you know it's something that nobody else gets any peace and quiet when you're practicing there's no quiet <laughs> no quiet mechanism of practicing bagpipes it just doesn't exist no i do not have a kill to answer the question in the chat though i, I sort of feel like i kind of need one it doesn't feel right like wearing blue jeans and then trying to fire up the pipes i don't know we will get you a picture of Brad in the kilt, even if it's photoshopped. We'll yeah. get it to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did have one new uh, update though this last week. Forgebox seven dot one was released. Um, mostly a quality of life fixed, improved some of the search. Uh, your public stats page has some new stats. If you want to go check that out, there's a link. Uh, right in the blog post or forgebox.io slash stats. And you can see your, if you're logged in, you can see your public stats as well as some other dependency upgrades to keep us on the latest and greatest. And are these, stats, are, are these stats real? 
I mean, I sure hope they're real. 156 <laughs> total authors, 1,000 total packages. It's like just such a perfectly round number. I want to go publish a package and see if it goes to 1,001. <laughs> uh, seven packages published in the last 30 days. Oh, what if I change it to the last 15 years? <laughs> there's a thousand packages published in the last 15 years go figure oh there's tabs whoa top packages oh what, test what? box over a million installs yeah, baby cb streams adobe cold fusion half a million oh this is nice i used to have to manually go find all this junk our keynote just got easier eric it did and for oh, those look of this. you on the video top, feed you can top see 10 these tabs that he's talking about top 10 rated packages eric number one qb with a five something rating, probably. I'm gonna go stars. rate it. I'm gonna go rate it one. Yeah, it's, one out of five. Do not uh, recommend. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Write your own artisanal sequel. Darn it. <laughs> okay. Most recent packages. Oh, this is perfect. I actually will regularly go look at, uh, at Forge Box and I'll sort by updated just to see what's new. Um, because we've we've still never added a feature to like email you for new packages or to subscribe to people. Which I, I think people would, would like that. Like GitHub, I can subscribe to your repository. We should totally add that. But yeah, so CBWire, Preside CMS, Lucy. Chris Lucy has new snapshot builds like every day. Um, CB file storages, Melisir, just pretty cool. Yeah. I like these stats. Good work, uh, Javier, on uh, cranking those out. So go ahead and check that out yourself, forgebox.io slash stats. And once again, thank you to our Patreon supporters who are funding 40% of the way of the hosting on Forgebox. So thank you. All right, let's go through some webinars, meetups, and workshops. There's actually quite a few. Everybody's ready to dive back in, it seems, for the new year. Uh, first up, we'd like to once again remind you that we have a Google Calendar for the Ortis events that you can subscribe to. So if you're like me and you forget all these things... Uh, you can just subscribe, and then it will alert you. <laughs> That's what I have to do. Um, to walk through a few of them, our Orders Fridays are back in full effect for 2023. We have our office hours this Friday at 11 a.m. Central. Next week would be the Software Craftsmanship Book Club. That's at 2 p.m. Central. That is a Patreon exclusive to attend. And then the recordings are put up on CFCasts. Our orders webinar will be January 20th at 11 a.m. The topic to be determined. And Coding <laughs> with the Kiwi, rounding it out with Gavin on the 27th at 2 p.m. Central. Do we know yet who's giving the orders webinar on the 20th? Or is that also TBD? That is also TBD. TBD Ooh. by TBD. We got to go. We got to go rattle some cages and orders. Every, like we mentioned at the beginning, all of us were kind of off last week, too. So <laughs> we're catching up. Happy New Year. Uh, CFCast also took a little bit of a break for the last week of the year. But as a reminder, all of the Into the Box videos are released to any subscriber. So go ahead and subscribe to CFCast and take in all of the wonderfulness that was Into the Box 2022. And look forward to all of our new series coming soon. Yeah, I recorded a whole slew of uh, a command box screencast that I now need to go through and edit. And they'll hopefully be, be appearing soon on CFCast. Uh, let's jump into some conferences. 
CF Summit Online. So CF Summit continues to release, uh, or sorry, not release, but to air. How do you how do we want to put this? Re-air the conference <laughs> sessions from their conference online and recorded. Um, so we're looking first on January 10th. We have modernizing through evolution, not revolution, with Goost. January Goose 12th. White, White House. January 12th, we have easier API development and testing with Daniel Garcia. Hmm, I think I know that guy. Just a little bit. On January 19th, Spreadsheet Magic with Kevin Wright. And rounding out January on January 24th, Opportunities for Blockchain Technology and NFTs in the Real World with Masha and Nick. Nice. So we will put the link in so you can see all of those on the CF Summit online website from Adobe. There's a couple of Vue.js conferences coming up. We have Vue.js Nation at the end of the month, January 25th and 26th. And Vue.js Amsterdam on February 9th and 10th, which I believe still has their call for papers open if you're interested Holy in cow. speaking there. <laughs> That's like a month, a month away. You think Luis would pay to go there? Uh, to Amsterdam? I'm not sure. Oh, it is closed. Never mind. Do not I've submit to, a talk to VJS. I've been to yeah, I've been to Amsterdam and I've never seen so many bicycles in one place. It's ridiculous. I sadly I, only had a layover there, but it was at like uh, you know midnight, and so I didn't go anywhere. I just slept and got another plane. So I don't know if it's still there, but somewhere in the middle of Amsterdam was a sign on a pole that said Waldrug, South Dakota, like one thousand, not one thousand, however many thousand miles this direction. And all the all the people that were with me that were that new Wall Drug South Dakota were like, oh, that's so cool. And all the rest of us were like, what's Wall Drug? Which I've now been to Wall Drug South Dakota. If, if you've been there, you know. <laughs> uh, we have uh, one of your favorite conferences coming up in April, Brad. Uh, Nexus. Did you put in a, a proposal? I sadly missed their deadline this year. Aww. Um but I'm still looking forward to uh, going. So I should I should holler at Luis and be like, hey, if we're going, we should probably start looking at airfare. See who he wants to drag over there. I believe we had a couple of uh, orders people put in, but we haven't heard back yet on speakers. So stay tuned to see if any of the people that you know are going to be speaking there. All right. To continue on the Vue.js train, uh, the there's a Vue.js live online and in London, May 12th and 15th. You can get your early bird tickets now. You know, as much as we stump for, for Vue.js in this podcast, can we get some of the Vue.js patrons to help pay for this podcast? <laughs> uh, we do we do like Vue. Uh, I, I mean, but I feel like I'm wearing an Angular JS t-shirt today, I think. Oh no! It's a, it's a Dev Nexus T-shirt. Is what it is. <laughs> Angular JS. So this is the back in the 1.0 days, right? I don't even know. <laughs> the T-shirt was free. That's what <laughs> I know. Like it's a JavaScript framework. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. All right. Now, now we're in the good stuff. Into the box. Into the box. Tenth edition. 
That's right. Tenth edition. May 17th through the 19th. That like, is five months away. Yeah. I'm very Crazy. excited. So uh, officially the call for speakers is closed, but I know you can click on the link and still fill it out. Have we? <laughs> I, say, I don't think we've uh, selected the topics yet. For we us, have not. So we probably we wouldn't even notice if you were just to go slip one in there. We'd be like, oh, look, a topic. And we would love it. So go ahead and uh, if you've if your New Year's resolution is to speak at more conferences, send us a paper. <laughs> and we, we already have a registration that's come in, maybe more than one. I, I saw one, uh, at least one the other day. So that's that's pretty fun. As Luis would say, registrations are pouring in. <laughs> you said we had one and we're saying pouring in. I said Luis would say pouring in. I would uh, say we have one. God, <laughs> I don't know. We may have more than one. I just saw one. So there, there is some positive integer number of registrations that have already come in. <laughs> a number of registrations, Eric, have come in. I'm glad it is a integer number and that we don't have <laughs> one and a half floating points. <laughs> that, that oh, no, I, I actually I see two, uh, two that have come in an event, right? <laughs> Dang. Yeah, this this. Filling up, guys. Get them, get them before they sell out. Holy cow! I believe oh, one yeah. of the past, uh, one of the VJS conferences called those blind tickets. Tickets you buy before you know who's speaking. So mm -hmm. for all of you that are doing that, all two of you, <laughs> and whoever else is going to after it's this, thank David you so much. Bellinger, you David Bellinger, David Bellinger, and Seth Stone. They're they're the early birds. Yeah, they're you like a, they're ready to go. You get a very nice uh, discount on that, and. Uh, you support us, so thank you. That is May 17th through 19th. It's going to be amazing, and we hope to see you there, and hope that if you're interested, you throw in a proposal our way. We'd love to have you speak there. CF Camp is back. Are you going to come this time, Eric? I do not think I can make it this year, what? but I am looking next year, especially because it would be... Uh, my and my wife's 10th anniversary. I think that could be you a fun, fun thing to go speak and then take a week in Europe. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm coming up on 20th anniversary here in a year. Um, but I'm, you you were talking about coming to CF Camp, and then when COVID happened, there was just no CF Camp for a long time. I am so super excited. I'm not excited that they moved it to June because that may overlap with a big camp that I work at in june every year i don't know they haven't announced their dates but i'm i'm super hoping to definitely be at cf camp looks like their call for speakers uh should be coming sometime soon it said in the yeah, new year the and new it's, year. The, it's it's the new year baby let's just check the website maybe it's up <laughs> it just says stay tuned ah oh, stay tuned okay all right staying tuned but yeah, I, I did get to go to the one CF camp 2019 and uh, it was great. I can't wait to get back there. So keep uh, keep your ears on this podcast so you know when that call for proposals drops and when you can register for tickets. And if we haven't shilled enough conferences for you, comps.tech has you covered for whatever other conference type you would like. Shall we talk about the mini blogs this week? Um, many, many blogs. 
By many, I mean two. <laughs> it, well, like we said, of, it's a slow week. One of them was a top ten blog post blog, so it's like a blog of blogs. It's a meta blog. Ooh. That's right. We had the favorite orders content of 2022. We highlighted our uh, top blog posts and top CF casts series. Do you want to guess, uh, Brad, what the top blog post or top CF cast series was without looking? Well, like I, I've already looked. I have it uh, open. And I'm looking at it right now. Okay, well, I can well, tell you what no they fun. are. Sure, go ahead. I know. <laughs> built, built with Cold Fusion and Ordis, which was our uh, our built with built with CFML and Box project to track. Because people always say, I need good examples of Cold Fusion sites, right? You know, to tell my boss. And so we wanted to help curate a list of that. Uh, CF config release, Forge Box release, CB mail services. Fluent mail for all, command box releases, um, how to make Windows folders case sensitive. That's probably one Gavin wrote because I know he spent a bunch of time messing with that. Tips and tricks for writing drier, more reusable code in Cold Fusion. Software craftsmanship. Why should you use third party libraries versus rolling your own? It's actually a question we field quite a bit sometimes. People say, why should I use your framework? I could write my own. Um, more case sensitivity issues on Windows. No more page refreshing with CB Wire and Turbo Drive. I didn't think I read that post. Uh, oh, and this we also have the top five favorite CF Cast video series. Ordis Webinars 2022, Into the Box 2022, VS Code Hints, Tips, and Tricks of the Weeks, Forge Box Modules of the Weeks, and the Software Craftsmanship Book Club, Clean Code. That's a good list, and they're all linked, so you can click on them, and you can read them, and you can check out the CF Cast videos. I uh, wanted to highlight the built with CFML and cold box in case you haven't seen it before. It's actually a Git repo and you can open a pull request and add in your company to it. You can say the technologies you're using, what engine you're using. And so we can maintain that um, repository of companies using cold fusion. So if you haven't done that, go ahead. Then we had uh, one blog post by Mr. Ben Nadell showing an error message in the on error method in application CFC. Uh, so this mostly was about when you can uh, show the full template error message and when you should handle it a different way because the transaction has already been uh, or the response has already been committed. Um. If you haven't dealt too much with responses being committed, once you start sending headers back to a browser, any data back, it's hard to change midstream. It doesn't really like that. Um, and so in his on-error method, uh, Ben showed a way to check if a response had started to be committed and if it had to handle the error in a different way. I'm pretty so. certain I've written code like that before for one of our clients. Yep. Where we, we would occasionally get an error and the on error, they'd be like response is already committed and we had to find a way to work around it. Um, yeah, because Cold Fusion itself, CFML doesn't really give you a built in function to see, you know, to basically ask the question, has the response already started being sent back to the browser? So you kind of have to delve into the, uh, the Java servlet to be able to get that. Do you That's know? Cool. I I know he's probably using Adobe here. Lucy, it, is it still in Lucy that you have to do the double get response? It was in one of them that you had to like get the response and get the response. Well, it depends on what you want to do because, and it depends if you're using Fusion Reactor because. So so what Eric's talking about is uh, the servlet specification in Java has an HTTP servlet response object which represents what goes back to the browser. 
And um, it was common as you can have an HTTP servlet response wrapper that wraps like with sort of, I don't know if you call it a decorator pattern or what, but it's basically just, it composes the original response, wraps it, and it can modify the, the behavior or add additional methods. And so if you ever, if you dump out get page context get response, you'll typically be seeing like a fusion reactor response wrapper or some servlet response wrapper, and then be a method to get the response side of that. And sometimes you have to dig a few levels deep to get to like the actual underlying response object. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's different based on your setup. But like I said, it depends on what you're calling. It's like chances are the is committed method, which is what Ben's using in his blog post in each of the wrappers just delegates to the composed response object. So you could just call the outer response dot is committed and it would be fine. Um, but if you're needing to get something like if, if I'm wanting to get something undertow specific, say out of undertow's servlet response object, I have to dig down through the the wrap chain of responses until I get the undertow's, which is no pretty way to do that. And it's kind of brittle, but yeah, definitely. I've definitely written that code before. So I am looking in the cold box source because I knew there was something there. Oh, um, yeah. Cold uh, Adobe. Uh, to get the page context response, like that underlying one, you have to call get response on their wrapper, whereas Lucy does not have a wrapper, it seems. So there's That's a helper interesting. method in, in the cold box bootstrap to get the page context response that we want. So just funny. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious why that was necessary, though. Since, like I said, most methods automatically delegate to the actual response. So I'm Really curious why that was necessary. And I also don't like that code because that could easily break in any future version of okay. Adobe or Lucy. Or like I said, as soon as you drop in Fusion Reactor, there's another response wrapper that gets added. Huh. That was added five years yeah. ago for Adobe 2016 compatibility. So maybe it's not needed anymore. Who knows? <laughs> Probably not, uh, though, because then everything if, else would be breaking. If we're lucky, there's a unit test somewhere that was added along with it that would show us what it's doing. But if we're unlucky, it was just a random fix that somebody threw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the the jobs. Find a job this week. There was one new job added this week, a remote developer position out of Fort Washington, Pennsylvania for M3 USA. We'll throw that link in the show notes. Get CFML Jobs has over 38 positions from 25 companies across 22 locations and five countries. Additionally, you can always look on the Order Solutions website on, in our About Us section for career opportunities, as well as the job channels in the CFML Slack team and the Box Team Slack team. Uh, to answer a question in the chat, David Levin asked, for Into the Box, are the workshops on May 17th? I believe that is the case. The workshops, one-day workshops on the 17th and the conference on the 18th and 19th. Okay. Well, let's go do our Forgebox module of the week. This one is a old one, but a good one. I say old. It's not actually that old, but we've covered it before. And it is CBFS, which stands for Coldbox, I don't know, file, file system. system? That's what I always think, but it could be... I no, think it's I think they call it well, something different. They call it file storages. Oh, really? Yes. Coldbox file storages. Um, I don't really care for CB standing for Coldbox either because we have other things like Commandbox that you could totally want to use that module in. 
Um, now the CB also gets Stanford command box. That's really more of a coincidence. <laughs> or content box. Or when, 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 well, when Luis <laughs> started the kind of the CB prefix, that was way back in the day when Coldbox was literally like our only project, and so it was kind of just like a oh CB blah. Um, I never really cared for. I never put CB in front of my project names, but that was just me. Anyway, what I like is when someone comes on Slack and they're like, I have a question about CB, and we're like, which one? <laughs> we have a few of those. Yeah, maybe we'll do a naming, like spring cleaning or something. We'll rename all the CB stuff. But it's no, fun to say never. CB everywhere. We never will. Those names are locked <laughs> in for all eternity. <laughs> so now to tell you about CBFS. So the one, it has been released 1.0. Um, and some uh, few further patches. And basically what it gives you is a provider-based way to access files. Uh, so when you're doing local development, you probably are just interacting right with your uh, file system on your computer. But when you get to production, you want it to interact with like an S3 bucket. And then your test, you don't want it to do anything because that's just going to slow you down. Well, three providers come out of the box with CBFS a local provider interacting with a local file system, a RAM provider, which is great for those tests because you can still make sure that something got written without having to write it to the file system, and an S3 compatible provider. That's most of what most of us need, uh, but also you can contribute your own providers and have it interact with the CBFS API. So I'm excited to use this every time I need to do anything with files and forget all of the things about file read and write uh, that I've (laughs) tried to learn over the years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the abstraction is really useful because I worked with some clients that had really heavy dependencies in their app on, like in one case, it was Azure's blah file blob storage or something. It was like an S-ish kind of thing, but it was Microsoft Azure. Um, but their app was so, you know, married to it that they couldn't even think about how they would possibly run the app locally on their machines. They're like, no, we're going to have to run it inside of Kubernetes, you know, in Azure. It's the only place we can access the, the file storage stuff. But an abstraction like this to be able to say, well, on local development, just point to a folder um, would be a really good solution to that. And then once you go to stage and in production, you can, you know, switch out the providers behind the scenes uh, without changing the code in the application, obviously. Exactly. Um, so if you've used anything like CB mail services, this is very similar. Uh, CBQ does something like this. This provider-based way of changing per environment is very common and very powerful. Um, and then just a reminder, the S3 provider isn't just for Amazon S3, but that's any S3 compatible storage. So like Brad was saying, yeah. Microsoft has their own. Uh, I know Backblaze has one. Um like DigitalOcean has Digital like Ocean. their version of S3, which I believe implements the exact same API. So you can mm-hmm. point to it and it should quote just work. Yeah. And so you don't need to create a provider for any of those that are S3 compatible. You can just use the S3 provider, put in your credentials and be off to the races. So that's CBFS now officially released in 1.0. So congratulations Sweet. to the team that worked on that. Um, I know it's been a long time coming. It has been. And I know, I, I hope I don't miss anybody, but I know the three principal ones were Luis himself, uh, John Clausen, and Grant uh, Grant Copley. So great job, guys, for working on that. And that is CBSS. 
For the VS Code, hint, tip, and trick of the week, now that you're writing that beautiful CBFS code, you'll want to share it with <laughs> all of us. And so this is Code Snap on VS Code. I will share my screen locally here for anybody on the video podcast. And this is just a way that once you have code, you can take a nice screenshot of it. There's configuration options to include numbers, uh, line numbers, to change the theme, the font, things like that. So you can easily share this code on your favorite social media platform and show everybody how awesome you are. So, Or to show them what problem you're or having. To, to open yourself <laughs> up to merciless code reviews. <laughs> Un- uh, invited code reviews. <laughs> but all of us at times need to share a screenshot of the code to show kind of what we're doing. Maybe you're making documentation for a site and you want to screenshot it. So this is a great tool right in VS Code to take a nice screenshot. Cool. Uh, well, that brings us to the end. Like I said, it was going to be a short one coming back off vacation. And we'd like to end by uh, telling you about our Patreon supporters and how you can support us as well. So uh, you can support us on patreon.com slash order solutions. These are people that are supporting us directly in our efforts on our open source software and this podcast and forgebox.io. If you subscribe to the bronze package and up, you can get a forgebox pro and CFcast subscription as a perk. All Patreon supporters have a special profile badge on our community website, as well as access to a private forum and a private channel on the Vox Team Slack. Also, you can be on our live streams for the Coding with the Kiwi and Friends and the Ordis Software Craftsmanship Book Club. You can find out more again at patreon.com slash Solutions. And being the new year, we warned you this was coming. We are going to read out our top Patreons. You can find the full list on our Patreon website. These are ones that are giving above and beyond. You want to read those off for us, Brad? You can probably do this in one breath now. No, I cannot. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're past the one breath mark. Well, we 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 are not reading our base level supporters anymore, so it's oh, a much shorter oh, list. Oh, we've graduated. We graduated. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> All right, so these are our top exquisite Patreons. Wow. John Wilson from Synaptics. Tomorrow's Guides. They're new. I've never heard of them. That's not a person's name. It appears to be a company name. Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Ballinger, Dan Carr, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, Dean Maunder, Nolan Irk, Ville de Brain, and Abdul Rahim. Those are our top exquisite Patreon supporters. Whew. Thanks so much, guys. Um, as always, you can find an up-to-date list of our sponsors on ordersolutions.com slash about-us slash sponsors. Thank you all for sponsoring. Thank you for listening. And happy 2023. All right. We'll catch you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io. Where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.